It's a question we have all asked ourselves at one time or another. What is my purpose in life? And while we all have many gifts and desires that are unique to us as individuals, we were all created for this one purpose, to glorify God our Father. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So in a world focused only on self, we want to shift the paradigm to be purposeful women of God. So join us as we change our focus from me to thee. Hello and welcome to the Purposeful Women of God podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tabitha. And thank you so much for joining us today. It's another scorcher outside, but I think I, I was told today that we're having a, uh, my dad said like a, a cool spell or something oh, yeah, coming so through. Oh yeah, so it's going to go from like 105 <laughs> to like 98 maybe. Yeah, I mean they even canceled Pace's football practice yesterday because it was so hot because of the heat. Landon still had it and I'm oh, telling I don't you know when I picked him up. Ooh. Like he was just like white as a ghost, but he drank a lot. He stayed he stayed hydrated. So because I was I mean, worried about fine, it all it day long, because I didn't even want to walk outside, and I was like, how is he going to be in full pads and stuff? Because they started full pads out there practicing in this. So I'm glad I'm am glad they canceled. And it. we are. I mean, I know everybody knows this pretty much now. We're in Georgia, which yeah. does get hot, but the last few days has been like this thick the hot humidity bed. like as soon as you walk yes. outside it feels it's not just hot it's like the humidity really is stifling hot. it's like take your breath away as soon as you walk out the door yeah, like crazy. I don't even want to be on my back porch so it's like right ugh. so that's if we didn't have the humidity I think we'd be okay but well, anyways other than that yeah so we're gonna get into what we're talking about a little bit later but I want to ask you this oh no okay <laughs> let's just say you come home today and Pace has had a bad day. Reese is whiny. Aaron walks in the door and he's had a rough day at work. And you're just, you're feeling the frustration. You're feeling the chaos. You're trying to get Pace to football. Does this, um, is this like every day? No, I'm just I, kidding. <laughs> no, like I, I, I think you're talking about a day that I had last week. Like this just like coming back to my mind. Like, were you there? No, I wasn't you- there, but I can experience this. I mean, I've, yeah. I have experienced this. So what would you do in that moment to bring a calmness to your family? Yeah, and I don't always react the way that I should. I, would, I just want to say that. I'm not perfect yeah. when it comes to this, and I am trying to be better with this type of situation because it happens yeah, a more lot. often <laughs> than I would like for it to happen. But um, honestly, just reacting with calmness, right? right? And not letting the way the three of them are acting. You reflect that too. Yeah, yeah. you reflect it too because... You bring the calm to yes, the chaos. I try to bring the calm to the chaos in trying to calm them down almost one at a time you know let's tackle all right pace you know just try to talk to him how it is or bring up something that he enjoys try to get their mind off different things you know all right well what would you say if it's you that's feeling the frustration what would you do to bring the calm to yourself Ooh, that's a good question and that's hard (laughs) that's hard because i have had it um last week was not a good week for me. I mean, Aaron left mad at me taking pace to football practice because <laughs> I, I just had a couple just bad day. I was just yeah. in a bad mood. You know, I mean, honestly, it's probably the time of the month anyways, but, um, <laughs> it's just hormonal things with women. Like I hate to yeah. say it, but I just was. And 
after he left, like I realized I was not being the this most. This is not who I want to be right now. I don't want to be that person, you right. know? And sometimes I know we can't help it, but it, it was funny because I, I popped him off just like some crazy text after he left. And then he's like, I still love you or something, you know, <laughs> like we just, but I'm trying to learn how to react better in those moments when I am feeling like I'm about to let monster out on everybody. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, I have started trying to pray. Like I've been doing that this week because I found myself just with every, all the craziness going on mm-hmm. back to school brings so much crazy. Like you're yeah. like, okay, the kids are going to school for some hours. And they have but sports it, in the evenings and. Yes. And Pace has had physical therapy and then it's been, it's school, physical therapy, taking football practice and then church. And you know, there's just a lot going on. And so just stopping to try and pray for peace and trying to understand the purpose in all of it, right? You that know, I've been really, talking about yes. even like going back to last week and, and finding a joy to even stand when still. You're right. the moment is not joyful. Finding joy in that moment when you're about to lose it. What is a place that brings tranquility to you? Can you think of a place that is like, this is my place. This is where mm, I go. No, because um, I'll be honest with you. I was trying to talk to my mom on the phone the other day and... <laughs> Reese, I went in my bedroom because I always just think about just going in the bedroom. I don't know. Yes. But then here comes Reese in the bedroom and raw because <laughs> he knows I'm on the phone. And I mean, it was just constant. My mom's like, I'm not going to be able to talk to you because I can't even hear right now. <laughs> and so I run out of that room and go into Pace's room and I shut the door. And for a little bit, he couldn't find me. <laughs> um, and then when he finally found me, I was like, okay, mom, I think we may be done now. But it's hard these days. What about this you? Where do you find? So I'm in a different season, yeah. though. It's I mean, I still different. have young kids, right. but they are all in school. Now, so I yeah. felt that craziness through this <laughs> summer that I felt like I couldn't find yeah. the calm. Mm-hmm. That since they've gone back to school, I do miss them. I miss them being there. Right. But from a personal perspective, I have found moments of peace that I didn't have. Before. Before. Um, I think I'm just in that hard stage right now that I have a toddler at home and I'm at home. So, and I think before it was in the car. Like before I had a long commute to work and a long commute home from work. And so you were able to settle yourself. I could decompress. Like when I got there after work, I could decompress before I got home. Um, and so I had that time in the car and it was a really peaceful time. I would, I would pray or I would listen to music or I would whatever. I just, Mm -hmm. you know, let my brain do whatever. And now it's a little harder to find, to find those peaceful moments. That's what I had someone over yesterday and, um, one of our friends dropped their son off yesterday to play with Pace and she came to pick him up and I was outside with them, but I've been like, okay, don't run over them. One was on the golf cart. One was on a crazy cart. Reese was on his tractor. And they're like playing police chase. And I'm like, don't get too close to each other. You're going to run them over. And and then she came up and then I, I had a phone issue. So I was on the phone with somebody. Well, then I had to go in the basement and Reese was following me. I look up and he's, his nose is bleeding down oh, his no. face. <laughs> and so I'm like trying to help the guy that's on the phone with me figure out my cell phone issue. And this child's nose is bleeding down in his mouth. And I'm like, what happened? So then I get him and I go in the house and then 
Reese goes back in the house. He locks himself in the house. So I'm trying to find my keys to get the door. I mean, it's just while she was there talking to Aaron, but I couldn't really talk to her. I was back and forth. So I finally came out and I was like, who says staying at home? It's not a full time job. <laughs> I was like, because there was like like one moment I could have a real full conversation with her. So it's I think it's different at different times, but you have to at some point find it. And I'm trying to either get up when I drop pace off in the mornings before Reese gets yeah. up. That is my moment of calm now. That's good. Quiet. Like that's At when least it have is. have a moment every day that to. you can have that. You have to. Or yeah, right. you find yourself going crazy. Um, so we are entering week three of the Fruit of the Spirit. We've covered love and how God is love and sets the example for all of us and how God's love is called agape in the original Greek form, which is a sacrificial love. But not only that, we discussed the difference between happiness and joy last week and how happiness is a fleeting feeling, but joy is a fact based on Jesus. So today we're moving on in Galatians 5 in the, in the fruit of the Spirit. So Tabitha, how about you just go ahead and introduce the topic for the week? Well, let's recall again what Galatians 5.22 says. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And each week we've added a short additional teaching on the fruit of the Spirit, if you've noticed that, um, overall as a whole. And this week I want us to look at that last little phrase, against such there is no law. What does that mean? When a Christian's life reflects these nine qualities, there is no law to condemn us. One commentary put it this way, those whose lives are adorned by the above virtues cannot be condemned by any law, for the whole purpose and design of the moral law of God is fulfilled in those who have the Spirit of God, producing in their hearts and lives the preceding fruit. No law will condemn us, because if we are living out the fruit of the Spirit, there's nothing to condemn. That's right. There's no murder. There's mm-hmm. no adultery. There's no envying. All of those things in the Ten Commandments are being lived out, not just from an outward perspective, but beginning within our spirit, our hearts. And that leads us to what our topic of today is, and we're talking about peace. So what is the one thing that politicians, prime ministers, and beauty pageant contestants <laughs> all have in common? They what, want peace, world peace. World of peace, right? I just yeah. think about all the movies and different things. That, oh, I want world peace. And, you know, yes. they know nothing else, but they right. don't know what it means. But if we're ever asked what is the one thing that we would wish for, what would it be? And most everyone would say world peace. So why haven't we achieved it? And why are there still wars? Why is there still fighting among people? And, you know, you have to wonder, is peace even something that can ever be obtained? I mean, this is the age-old question that we've all had to wrestle with at some point. You know, we've all thought about that. If God is truly a good God, then why is there still famine, wars, crime? But we always have to go back to Genesis in the Garden of Eden. That's what was intended there. It was a place where Adam and Eve had every need met. They walked and talked with God himself and they lived in peace. But the serpent tempted Eve and sin entered our world. Adam and Eve were banned from the Garden of Eden because of their disobedience to God. And that began the entering in of wars, famine, crime, all of those things that leave us longing for peace. And as a matter of fact, this morning, our devotion with the kids was about 
Cain and Abel and how the first murder came into the world was through the jealousy of Cain over Abel. Mm -hmm. And that is where it all began. began. Yeah. Yeah, that one family, right? So when Jesus was prophesied of in Isaiah, he was called the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace and again at his birth the angels appeared and said glory to god in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men jesus brings peace so why then did jesus himself say in luke 12:51 that he did not come to bring peace but division it seems like quite the contradiction to what a lot of the other scripture says. And that's why we want to look at this today. Why do, what does the Bible mean by calling Jesus the Prince of Peace? Even though he himself said he brought division to earth. And then we're going to also look at how we as followers of Christ can experience peace. All right, so let's begin by looking at what the Bible means by Jesus is the Prince of Peace. According to gotquestions.org, the Hebrew word for peace, shalom, which is what we hear most of the time, is often used um, in reference to an appearance of calm and tranquility of individuals, groups, and nations. That would be that world peace, individual peace, uh, peace among our families, and then ultimately peace within the world and within nations. But the Greek word arene, I hope I'm saying that right, means unity and accord. And Paul uses Irene to describe the objective of the New Testament church. But the deeper, more foundational meaning of peace is the spiritual harmony brought about by an individual's restoration with God. In John 14, 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The type of peace that Jesus gives us is unity with God. Remember, Genesis 3 tells us of when sin entered through Adam and Eve. And because of that, we are all sinners. We are separated from God, and that means we are enemies with God. And Jesus is the only way that we can be reconciled to God. We look for peace to come through the ceasing of wars, crime, and other terrible events. But that's not what Jesus came to do. He came to bring peace and to be the Prince of Peace to our souls. There will be a day when he will return for the church and establish his kingdom, and we will experience outward peace. But until that day, he has provided us a way to be comforted and to have peace in our lives in the midst of our trials and tribulations. So let's discuss the types of peace that Jesus gives us. So often we hear a peace that passes all understanding. So what does that mean? How can we experience peace? First of all, we must have peace with God. That is our greatest need as individuals. We are all sinners, and as sinners, we are in need of a Savior. Romans 3.23 tells us, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, We know for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So how do we have peace with God? It's only found in a relationship with God And that only comes through a Savior. John 3, 16 through 17 tells us, God loves us so much that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. 
He gave us his son as a perfect, holy sacrifice so that we could be reconciled with God. That's exactly right. Billy Graham said in his sermon, Our Only Hope, that we are a religious people. We go to church. We sit on the front pew. We have religion, but we really don't know Jesus Christ. And because we're trusting in our religion so often, we are not experiencing true peace with God that only comes through salvation. We see it every Sunday. People come in week after week. They know that there's a God and they believe in him, but they're going through the religious emotions. They have head knowledge, but not the heart knowledge. Not the heart knowledge. That's exactly right. They're never truly repentant, and they've never truly asked Jesus to save them. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes into the Father but by me. Jesus himself said that. It doesn't set well with us to think that we are enemies of God prior to salvation, but our sin separates us from God because he is so loving, though. He provided a way for us to experience peace with him. That is the kind of God we serve, a God that didn't leave us alone, but offers us a way to him. Christ did his part, and because of that, we can have a relationship with God, and we can experience peace with God. And not only can we have peace with God, but we can have peace of God. Jesus said in John 14, 26, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, he gives us a comforter in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit brings us the peace of God. As he said in verse 27, that we'll we'll read this again, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. It's not what would first come to our mind when we think of peace. He didn't come to stop wars, famine, or crime. But he came so that in our hearts we could experience the peace of Jesus no matter what is going on in the world around us. In John 16, 33, Jesus says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We can rest. We can have peace knowing that no matter what happens while we are on this earth, God is still in control and there is hope. You know, and God will avenge himself, and those of us who have faith in him will live with him in all of eternity in perfect peace. But while we are on this earth, peace with God and peace of God does not always mean that things will be easy. He didn't promise that. And let's face it, we won't always understand why we have to face some of the things that we do. But here is the promise that he did give us in Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. Be careful for nothing. Other translations said, do not be anxious. Don't be afraid. Don't worry about this. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And how do we experience the peace of God? The scripture goes on to say in the next two verses, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard of me and seen in me do and the God of peace shall be with you. 
The peace of God will calm you even when your world is upside down. It is unexplainable to the unbeliever. You cannot understand it until you have experienced it. That's right. And talking about um, just how there's a lot of things going to be going on and how you can still find peace within the things of the world. I think about Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, you know, 1 through 5, and it talks about, you know, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for mm-hmm. men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And this verse, verse 5, gets me having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Mm-hmm. And I just I just think about that scripture so much. And as we were talking above about finding this peace, all of this stuff's going on right now right. in our world. And so how can we find peace in the midst of well, all of that? Well, and when we think of that, yes, our, our minds wants to get anxious and worry, but that's where we find peace within our relationship with God mm-hmm. and knowing that he prophesied that those things were going to happen. That's right. He knew. He knew. He knew. And we read his word that all of this that's going on, none of it is uh, surprising him. Right. He know? knows. He knows. He knows. And I'll have to say from personal experience, I know I was pregnant with Reese when COVID hit and I remember being at work and I remember so many people being scared and afraid and I wasn't, I was just like, Mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't scared. And they're like, well, you're pregnant. Aren't you scared of it? And I'm like, no, I said, because Mm -hmm. if something happens to me, if I know where I'm going, I have peace with that. I have Mm -hmm. peace in knowing that I will see Jesus one day. Um, I I didn't know that, you know, a year or so later, what COVID would actually be like in my family and in in my Mm -hmm. own life. Um, but yeah, I still, but even in that, you know, as, as you saw what your dad went through and I know that there was turmoil and there was, there was anxiousness, but did you, did you experience peace during that time? I, yeah. So when we were able to finally go back to church after the rest of us got well, you know, we took tests and went back to church and stuff. And it was very important to me not to forsake my faith throughout all of that, to continue going to church, to continue doing the things that I know I should be doing, not to just sit at home. And it was hard. I mean, the first week dad was in the hospital, it was the first week that me and a couple other ladies opened up our food pantry at the church. And we were having a big work day and it was the first day it was going to be open. And, and I told Aaron, I was like, I need to go. You know, and I went, and I was a little emotional. My heart hurt, you know. Right. I mean, my heart hurt for those two weeks. My dad was in the hospital not knowing what was going on. I'm not going to lie. I was, I couldn't sleep. But there was a piece about if something did happen to my dad, I knew where my dad was going. He, he's made a profession of faith. He was mm-hmm. he was saved. Now, if that was different, it, if he had never made that profession, I may have been out of my mind. If it was somebody else that I was mm-hmm. related to that I knew was lost, I don't know that I would have been able to have that peace in that only mm-hmm. because you couldn't talk to him during that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you would just be thinking that if something did happen, I would, I would never see him again, you know? And so that's, that's hard. And that's where God gives us peace, peace. that passes all understanding. Yeah. 
you know, my what about experience you? I mean, I know be, you had to have, yeah, some Yeah, sort there of has experience. been several moments, I guess, in my life that I, I can recall that I have experienced that. But the one that came to my mind as we were preparing for this episode was my first pregnancy, which it was before Maddie. And it was my first first pregnancy. We were experiencing all the joy that came with that. We made a big announcement to all of our family. And just a few days later, uh, I went to the doctor. I was able to hear a heartbeat, but something wasn't quite right. And I had um, a blood clot in my uterus. And so they gave me the worst and the best case scenario is that in one situation, the baby would continue to grow and that blood clot would just stay there, but it wouldn't affect anything, or the blood clot would continue to grow and it could overtake the baby before it could sustain itself. And that's what happened. And the next day, right after they had given me that and given me hope that we really think that the best case scenario is going to work out, the very next day, I had a tragic mis- miscarriage. It was just a very traumatic time for my in my my life it affected me it affected my faith a lot I think because at that time my sister-in-law was expecting my best friend at the time was expecting and I I was I was like why am I the one that's having to go through this you know they're getting to keep their babies and I was the one that lost mine Mm. (laughs) um yeah but even in the midst of that there was a piece that I knew where my child was going. Right. And I knew that one day I would see that baby again. But at the time, I didn't know that God was going to use that too for me to minister to other people. I, because at the time. Yeah. When I was you're just, going through it, you don't see the purpose. You don't see it, but I felt the peace. Yeah. You know, I was sad. Right. But I still felt like, peace. And I still felt for hope yeah. during that. And I, at the time, I didn't know the purpose right. of it. But, but months later, do. I did. I made a new great friendship out of that because a friend of mine, she wasn't a friend at the time, but experienced a similar loss that we were able to connect through that. I also think, you know, in that moment, which this is just a little blessing from the Lord, but the very month that that baby was due is the same month that I found out that I was pregnant with Maddie. Oh, wow. And so it's like he just gave me that. that I had, little he sustained me glimmer. through that. And then that moment, I found out that I was expecting again. And I, I had a very healthy pregnancy and a beautiful daughter out of that. But I also sometimes wonder if that didn't happen in my life, would I have my boys today? Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. Would you have even considered adoption if you had yes. that one had worked out and you did have two other two other and, babies or whatever? But it yeah. all just worked out in that way, and so that is what gives me peace. Yeah, you can tell just me sharing that story. I get teary eyed every mm-hmm. time I share it because there is still hurt there. Yeah, it's it's hard, but I mm-hmm. I have peace in knowing that. I have something even greater to go to heaven for one day that I have a baby that I've I've never got got to hold before. Go to heaven for than (laughs) I had yesterday. That is true. Yes. As we get older, I think that song reigns more and more true. Right. Um, So finally, not only can we have peace with God and the peace of God, but we can live at peace with one another. And I think that's something that often gets lost Mm -hmm. in the world today, but It's a call on the Christian life to live peaceably with others, 
Ephesians 4, 1 through 7 says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all in you all. So as believers, he is calling us to live peaceably with one another. And yet, as you already mentioned, sometimes this is the most difficult to do when it comes to peace. Churches have split over the color of the carpet. Oh, yeah. In no way is that honoring God. That's right. He wants us to live in unity, serving and glorifying him. And at this point in history, though, Christians are the ones stirring the pot more often than finding ways to unify. I even think with social media and how all of that is, we hide behind a screen and blast people on social media, creating firestorms of arguments all over the sake of making a point or being right. I've seen pastors argue over Bibles um, and Christian music through a social media forum that is a setting for unbelievers to witness. Yeah. You know, we can disagree, but the best way to have those hard conversations is face-to-face with people who we have real and meaningful relationships with. It's not over Facebook with some stranger. And as we discussed a couple of weeks ago, if we do not handle things in love, then it means nothing anyway. Yeah, and I think at the heart of all of these issues and situations that people want to call out on social media, if we were just adults about it Mm -hmm. and went to the person, because the majority of this stuff comes third party. Right. It's hearsay. It's, Mm -hmm. oh, well, she said, he said things, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, Jesus tells us to hit it head on. If a problem arises, hit it head on. Right, and And you go to that person. Yeah, if we would go to that person and we would say, look, I I heard this, Mm -hmm. da-da-da-da-da, and y'all actually sat and had a conversation face-to-face, I guarantee you a lot of the stuff would not happen. Well, and we even see that in church a lot, that people will come to Derek and say, oh, this is going on that's going on and there's not a particular issue that I can think of at this moment but it right. has happened in the past, in the past. Yeah. and he will say have you gone to that person oh no yeah I'm not going to do that <laughs> right. well how can we fix or handle something yeah. unless we go and we sit down with that person mm-hmm. and then if you can't work it out between the two of you then you gather two other people or so right. to go with you and y'all try and work it out and then if at that point you have followed the biblical means of settling things with somebody and if, that's right if they are not willing to work things out, then you just have to dust the yeah, dust your shoulder off, yeah, and, and keep just on move going, on. Yeah, yeah, because you have tried to handle it in a biblical way. But there's a way to do it, and it's not through social media. No, I mean I've seen too many people get on social media and post things that they shouldn't. And I think that that might need to be an episode at some point that we do proper etiquette definitely. in social media as a Christian. Most definitely, <laughs> I'm marking it down. It's going to take place soon. So Tabitha, what is the purpose for talking about all of this today? Maybe today as we talked, you've recognized that you've never experienced true peace with God. Can we just remind you that today is the day of salvation? Admit that you're a sinner. Believe in Jesus. Call on him to be your Lord and Savior. And as always, if you ever have any questions or want to know more about salvation, feel free to reach out to us at purposefulwomenofgod at gmail.com. And we would be more than happy to answer any questions you may have. 
If you've never experienced the peace we've talked about today, it is time to make a change and turn to Jesus and experience the peace that passes all understanding. So what's the challenge for us? Well, if you are a true follower of Christ, seek peace in your relationships, but more than anything, ask God to fill you with his peace. That doesn't mean that your life will be easy, but it does mean that you can experience the Prince of Peace in a way that will bring peace to your soul. And, you know, I want us to end on this. We talked a lot about peace, but Jesus also said he came to divide. So does the Bible contradict itself? Mm. No, it doesn't. He came to bring about the types of peace we talked about. But Jesus divides because not everyone believes in him. It's the reason that he ended up on the cross in the first mm-hmm. place. He came to bring about those types of peace. But we can have conversations all day long with people about God. But the moment we speak the name of Jesus, the conversation is over. It's why a Muslim is excommunicated from his family or even his country if he converts to Christianity. And it's why many of you have experienced lost friendships and family relationships when you totally gave your heart to Christ. He didn't say it would be easy, but he did say that he would be with us and that he would give us peace through it all. Yeah, that's exactly what he brings to us. Yep. And that's good to know. Through it all. Mm -hmm. And if he's going to be divided against by the people who saw him do the miracles, by the people who saw him walk on the earth, they saw, they listened to his sermons, Mm -hmm. they saw what he did. If he's going to be divided and, and mistreated and you know, outcasted because of what he did, what makes you think you're not going to be? Well, and he tells us that it's not us that they hate. Yeah. It's him. It's him. And basically it was what blessed are the the persecuted, Mm -hmm. you know? And so uh, we just have to remember to be strong Christians and to stand up for what we believe in despite the the criticism and despite what people say, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what anybody says. Right. You know, it's it matters what Jesus peace says. with God. That's right. Tabitha, will you just close us out in a word of prayer? Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just come to you today and we thank you so much for all that you have done in our lives. God, we thank you for the peace that passes all understanding that you alone give us. And I pray, God, if there's one person that is out there listening today that has never experienced that peace, that you would give them the boldness and the confidence to reach out to us, to ask questions, God. But more than anything, that you would give them the conviction to call on your name to bring about peace that only you can give. God, we love you. We thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for listening today. We hope that each and every one of you could take a little nugget away from the episode. And let's go out and try to be peacemakers this week. We hope that uh, you join us again next week. We're going to have a special guest on doing our teaching next week. So we're looking forward to that. Make sure you follow us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. And remember, as always, a sincere desire to become purposeful women of God starts with changing focus from me to thee. God bless from our hearts to yours. See ya. Bye.